What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Current Era Pod. I'm your host, Julian, and today, NBA trade deadline. Woo-wee! We had a lot of moves like we always do. So, of course, Jabari and I had to get on the pod. We had to get our reactions. Um, James Harden is gone. He's gone to Philly. CJ McCollum is out of Portland. Is Portland going to blow it up? And, of course, we got to talk about the Lakers. Uh, a lot of stuff to discuss, guys. Uh, really great pod. Jabari and I are back. We're laughing. We're joking. But, of course, we have our great takes as well. So I know you're really going to love this episode. If you're new to the pod, please hit that like and subscribe. It really does help the pod grow. And that's it. Let's go ahead and get right to the episode. Welcome to another edition of the Current Dogs Plan. Look, um, Javar, welcome back, man. We're back on the pod. A new episode. It's been a while since we've done an NBA episode. I think this is the first one since the new year, maybe. Or maybe we did one in January. I can't remember. But... Yeah, I think we did one a couple of days, like the first week of January. Got it. Okay, okay. But anyway, man, welcome back to the pod. How you doing? NBA trade trade deadline. Lakers, you know everything we got to get into, man. What's going on? I'm hurting, man. I'm hurting when it comes to the, <laughs> to the Lakers and NBA, man. I'm hurting. But, you know, it's exciting. It's, we just had a ridiculous deadline, uh, yeah. you know, for a lot of teams. Yeah. But, yeah, man, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely... I'm definitely a uh, depressed Lakers fan, but, you know, we will get to them. I honestly... Now that we talked about it, I, I don't really want to start with them because I don't I, I don't I don't want my energy to to be that negative at the start of the pod. So we're gonna talk about the big news. Um we've been talking about Ben Simmons literally all year, like literally all year. Um and you know, well Ben Simmons and Kyrie, but now the whole Ben Simmons drama is finally resolved. Ben Simmons has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets with Andre Drummond, Steph uh, not Steph Curry. <laughs> Seth Curry. <laughs> they would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Curry and two first rounders for James Harden and Paul Millsap. Uh, talk to me, man. Break it down. What do you think? Who won? I mean, I think both teams won at the end of the day because the situations they were they find themselves in. I yeah. mean, honestly, the, the Sixers got to be laughing all the way to the bank, right? Like, <laughs> who would have? We all thought that they was gonna have to trade Simmons for just you know scraps, just. Get a deal done with the Blazers or the Kings or somebody just, you know, instead of just wasting a year of Embiid's prime, right? This guy's about mm-hmm. to win MVP most likely if things keep going as it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just didn't really if, – if, if we was joking at the beginning of the year, I mean, maybe Simmons for Kyrie. But, you know, no nobody would ever thought that James Harden would actually be a possibility. I mean, it, that, that, that situation deteriorated so quickly, bro. It's like literally mm-hmm. like once Kyrie came, came back part-time – I mean, I think James Harden just couldn't stop rolling his eyes at the guy. He was just like, I, I, he couldn't stand this dude. <laughs> yeah. So that that just got bad, like, within, like, three, four weeks. And James was just like, bro, get me out of here. I can't stay here another day. He's out there just, just you know, uh, I won't say not trying, but he, had, had, he played, like, 36 minutes, like, had, like, four points last week. Um, <laughs> shot, like, you know, three, three of 11. It was, like, a pathetic effort. And then just sat out, like, three, four games for this hamstring thing. He keeps pulling up. Yeah. So he was basically giving up on them. Um, so the the Nets were in a dire situation I and mean, they lost like 10 straight. I mean, we could elaborate on them a little bit more. They might mess around and, you know, miss the playoffs. Um, so I guess I'm just rambling here, but I would say both teams really did win at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of one of those things. It's like a ridiculous situation that popped up for both yeah. teams. Yeah, man, I, 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 I tend to agree. Um, I think that I, I lean a little more towards the Nets way just because they were able to get Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, um, especially with Joe Harris being out. I, I think that Seth Curry brings that shooting ability 
that that the Nets like to play with. Um, fully healthy, man. I, I think the Nets are, are in really great position. I think Ben Simmons is finally going to get an opportunity to to play without somebody crowding the paint. Um, you know, he'll 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 get an opportunity to, to move up and down um, and play that Draymond Green role that that Draymond plays in Golden State. He'll be you know that that small ball five. Um, I'm not sure how if, if he's going to love that. Um, a lot of people are are trying to compare the two. Uh, I mean, I, I guess just because of the situations and you know the the style of play that the Warriors have made popular. But I, I think people need to put some respect on Draymond's name. Like like Draymond Green is is great defensively because he's a dog and because he has that that mentality. And we haven't seen that from Ben Simmons. Don't get me wrong. We, I mean, he's been first team all defense for three straight years or something like that. So it's obvious that he can play defense. But also, when, um, Ben Simmons is a little more like perimeter defense oriented. Like Draymond yeah, is more of like going. anchoring the defense. Yeah, that, that's exactly where I was going. Like um, Ben Simmons hasn't shown that he can absolutely anchor a defense and not lock down a big man, but be somebody that that you could actually put on a big man. Now, the good thing is, is that I mean, big men are essentially dead. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I guess they do have to worry about Giannis and Embiid, but yeah, but uh, hold up now. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, I really just meant on like a night-to-night basis. Yeah. Um, but like, obviously, in the postseason, you know, they're they're going to throw Lamarcus Aldridge, who's food for Embiid. They're going to throw uh, Brook Lopez, Drummond. but now they have Andre Drummond. Exactly. Well, he's they, food they have, too, but you know, he, Embiid, he is. He Embiid is. kills that guy. He he does, but he is a a big body who can hopefully who can hopefully move him around and try to contest some shots and make it tough on him. Now, Embiid is still going to dominate him, yes, but it, at least you have a seven footer who's kind of heavy who can do something. He he fills a need and he checks a box for Brooklyn. Yeah, um, compared to what they had, especially yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I I don't even know their center's name, and that's no disrespect. Um, but I, I really I literally don't know his name. Uh, Blake Griffin ain't it no more. Lamarcus Aldridge can't do it. So I well, bro, okay. really like what the next. L- look at where they are right now in, in the East. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they've, like I said, they've lost ten straight. They're sitting in the eighth spot, only you know a game up on the Hornets. They're basically two and a half games out from coming out of the tenth spot. If yeah, they, if they keep reeling, KD is probably out for another like three or four weeks. Yeah, minimum. Uh, that's that's bad. Um, it is. Kyrie will probably in those three or four weeks. Kyrie will probably only have played four or five of those games. Yep, because he's part time. Ben Simmons. I mean, we don't know when he's going to get back, and we don't. We haven't seen him play in you know almost a year. So right. I don't even know what he can do anymore. Like he's going to be. At, they they're probably going to need him to score. Like is he going to be out there able to lead a team? Yeah, in this condition. Uh... <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like they're it, in theory. Maybe maybe this is all just we're talking about next year, or you know maybe you think they'll make a run in the play-in or something. But sure, th- they're in trouble, bro. I don't know if this is going to happen for them this year. Somehow they're still yeah. the favorites, though. So I, yeah, I, I'm I I'm kind of ruling out this year for Brooklyn. I mean, obviously you just listed the reasons, but I'll go through them again. KD is just not healthy. Like he's not ready. Um, when 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 Ernie asked him his status on inside the NBA, like he tried to brush the question off, but um, he didn't look happy about his health at this point. So I don't know how long Katie's going to be out, but it, like you said, it, it's at least going to be another three to four weeks uh, knowing him. So, and you know, Ben Simmons still has this quote unquote mental illness. We'll, we'll, we'll see how fast he, um, you know, gets over that. But um, yeah, man, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how fast these guys can come back and 
like you said, Kyrie's only playing half the game. So the Nets are absolutely in trouble. Um, I, I know that a lot of people in Brooklyn are still banking on the fact that they think the mayor or who, whoever is going to revert the whole mandate thing for the vaccine and Kyrie will, will be able to play. But I, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon with variants coming out left and right. So we'll it is that. insane to me what is going on with this Kyrie situation. Like, yeah, the, like now that. Now that he's back and, you know, part time now the Nets, the whole team is just like, yeah, you know, we're just kind of going to there's nothing we can do, but kind of wait and see to see if the city changes their laws. You know, they're exactly. holding us. They're holding us back. It's like, no, man, like just get a shot, bro. Like what is going on? Like you really going to let it go this far where you, you roll James <laughs> out of town. You're ruining the whole ch- title chance. I really like, answer, dude. What did KD sign up for? Yeah. I mean, look, that he, he he's got to be thinking that, too. Like he's and I just want to say the. uh the the inside of the NBA segment with the the All Star draft was gold. It was absolute <laughs> oh, gold. Then like hey, KD would not speak his name. Talking about James Harden, KD would not draft that guy. It was hilarious. LeBron James Harden dying, was literally bro. the last pick. LeBron LeBron and the TNT crew had me dying. Oh, <laughs> LeBron was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I I, I thought hey, James hurt. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, right. He's trying to trying to cover. Nah, nigga, Charles like, yeah, yeah. He he, he not hurt. He, he he gonna be back real soon. Talking about some hamstring, hamstring. Yeah, right. Yeah, freaking right. So, but anyway, okay. let's let's so talk let's, about this a little bit from the Sixers side. Yeah, here. yep. Let's let's move let's move to Philly. Give me your take. This has got to be the most impactful trade since the Pau Gasol trade, right? Like as far as getting a player in midseason. Mm. Could be now, you know, obviously the Lakers didn't win the championship that year, but they won two, to the two years after it. Yeah, and went to the finals. So it's it's still a little tough to see the Sixers just coalescing and with like 25 games left and, you know, making a championship run. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do make a, a deep finals run, man. Like mm-hmm. only thing is I'm, I've been a hardened hater, so I got to be consistent. I, I'm still <laughs> not really sure about him in the playoffs when you need him. Right. But on the other hand. I, I still have faith in Embiid. I'm about huh? to say, yeah. <laughs> Even though he hasn't quite shown it yet either. He he flames out. He gets tired. But I'm just hoping that he's just on a, you know, they're, they're just on a mission this year. This, this kind of, I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for the Bulls. The Bulls didn't make a move, so I'm kind of disappointed. But yeah. the East is a bloodbath, bro. Like, so the there's really no guarantee. So it's really no guarantee that, they, you know, they're making this move is, is getting them there. But you figure they got to make them win a title in like the next two, three years for a hard to start getting old. Yeah. How do you, how so, do you see it fitting though this year? So this, th- this is how I feel. So honestly, uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. Both of us have never been huge James Harden fans. Um, you know, I, I will go as to say that I am an absolute hater. However, James Harden is the best teammate that Joel Embiid has ever had in the league ever. Thanks, thanks. And uh, Joel Embiid is playing the best basketball of his career. Like he, he he's leading the league in points per game. He's the number one MVP candidate, like you said. The Sixers are like just dominant some nights, but I'm a little concerned with what they lost because Seth Curry was a huge part of what they did, and Drummond was too. Drummond provided very valuable minutes for them when when Embiid would uh you know go out the game. Um, but l- like I said, man. James Harden is is very dynamic offensively and he could do he could do what what Embiid would be too tired to do in like a seven game series in the Eastern Conference semis or the Eastern Conference finals like he could he could get them a bucket and it it it, it also forces 
teams to play them differently because they can't just load up on Embiid anymore. They literally cannot do that. So, so this year in particular without Ben, I mean, their whole offense has been running through Embiid, right? Embiid pretty yeah. much touches the ball every time down the court. Right. How, how will this change now with Harding? Because I don't really see Embiid as that much of like a pick and roll type guy. Yeah, but he can do it. He he can do it, and he I, can I do think. Anything. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's pretty much what their bread and butter would be, aside from throwing it down to Embiid. But the good thing is, you know, you you got Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Thibault, Tyrese Maxey, who's really come on this year. Um, like Philly, Philly has 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 guys that can make that open three. But I think that the thing that's really going to change their game is they're not going to be able to double Embiid as often. And if they do, there's going to get torched because, you know, previously when they did it, you would throw it to Simmons and he'd be like, oh, oh, oh. so, you know, now if you throw it to Harden, <laughs> he's going to create or he's going to shoot a step back three or, you know, whatever the case may be. And also something that's been kind of underrated about Harden is his ability to pass the ball. He's a pretty good distributor when yes. he wants to be. So, Which that should be his primary thing, honestly. He, yeah. he, should, he should be great for like Tobias getting Danny yes. Green shots. Yep. Yeah, and honestly, if, if 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 Philly is not stupid, Joel Embiid is still the number one, and James Harden should be the number two. I think that they should totally run inside out, even in even in today's game. Let Embiid dominate. Let Embiid get uh, the people that that are guarding him in foul trouble, and just roll with him, man. This is this is Philly's chance. This is their window to do it right now. With with, with KD out, with Kyrie playing every other game, with Ben Simmons on mental illness. Now they've still got to contend with, with 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 the Greek freak in Milwaukee, but Joel Embiid is the best person to try to do that. Um, not saying that he's going to stop Giannis, but he's somebody that they can put on him and make life difficult for him. So, I, I, man, I I I love what Philly did. I really like their chances, but they've got to prove it to me. And when I say they, I mean James Harden. I tell you one other thing, and I hate to just be sounding like a hater or saying all bringing up all these negatives, but. This has got some real combustibility factor here, brother. Like James Harden, <laughs> he he don't you know he's basically ran out or ran away from every star he's had in his career, uh, outside of you know when he was in OKC and got traded. That wasn't his fault. Yeah. But you know, he ran Dwight out when in Houston. Okay, nobody liked Dwight, so whatever, gave him a pass. Uh, Chris Paul, mm-hmm. you know, ran him, traded him, got him out of there. Russell Westbrook, I mean, they only lasted a year, which I get. Nobody, you know, Westbrook's terrible. Um, <laughs> You know, went got himself forced out of Houston once they traded for for John Wall. You know, he was all happy in Brooklyn for a year and and ran out of there after a year after you know half a year after that. So it's like I don't know. It's, it's just feel like if things don't go his way, he he's he's liable to just pout or you know really make things cancerous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Philly, you know, I'm sure they're going to embrace him. It's all it's going to be all love this year. But if if things start going bad in the playoffs or you know. Whatever the case may, may be, they, they boom a couple times or <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, Philly got some passionate, you know, very, you know, uh, loud fans. They'll let you know. Yeah, for um, sure. And, you know, and it's in Beach Town and Harden can't come in here trying to think he's going to be the guy just because it's Daryl Morey and, you know, expecting to get catered to whoop the whoop. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I get to see this actually actually being like a bit of a problem, especially if they pay Harden a big deal like next year and he's making, you know, 50, 60 50 million. million. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's why I say Philly, they just can't focus on that now. They just got to embrace the good vibes and they got to go for it this year. Hopefully they're yeah. looking at the buyout market to, you know, add some more guys. And, uh, you know, next year as well, they probably got a two, three year run. 
but yeah. I feel like this is a move they had to make. No, I, I, I agree, man. I agree. The the Ben Simmons situation pretty much cuffed him. It pretty much, I mean, they they really didn't have a choice because he was not coming back. Well, okay, okay. One more one so. more point on that. It's looking like Dame Lillard and Brad Bill in the summer are going to be available most likely. So I wonder. So I wonder if um, you know, is is was was Harden the best player there? I mean, you would think, but he hasn't had the, the best year. Though those guys haven't either. I'm about to say it's, neither is neither are they. So I don't know. It's just that yeah. was just it's just crazy how out of all that Philly was in a, in a possibility where they could have had Harden, they could have had maybe Bill, they could have had Lillard. Who knows what else happened yeah. in the summer? Maybe Lakers trade AD or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, and last thing, last thing I want to add, just like just like I said, Joel Embiid, or just like I said, James Harden is the best teammate Joel Embiid's ever had. I think Embiid is the best teammate that Harden's ever had too. Since you know, since he left OKC. Since Harden's been like a star in the league, Joel Embiid's probably the most talented guy he's been on the court. Well, he played with KD last year. Never mind. I say outside of last year, but you know they, you know, it was they played sixteen of, games. So. Yeah, but I say it wasn't a lot of continuity, and they a lot of guys are hurt. But, but yeah. yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, the shocker. So, oh, okay. Ahead. Just, just could just big picture here in the East. You know, Miami's number one seed. The Cavs are still number two. Man, what the hell? The, yeah. the Bulls are three, and then the Bucks. I mean, they traded for Ibaka. Uh, I'm Good sure we're going to talk about that. Um, yeah, the East is a bloodbath. Like, who who's coming out of the East right now? Like, <laughs> if you just had to you oh know, pick somebody, it depends on matchups. I mean, oh my goodness. Um, let's see. Right now, Milwaukee and Philly were playing the first round. That would be terrible. I, I would really hate to see that. Um, I don't know, man. I mean. It's it's hard to not pick either Milwaukee or Philly, um, but as it stands right now, I'm I'm gonna roll with the Bucks just because they're proven and I've seen what those guys can do. Um, I I don't know who's gonna be there for Brooklyn. Philly isn't proven, and we we I mean we just talked about how we don't trust James Harden. The Cavs are too young. They're I mean they're good, but they're not gonna win right now. Uh, Chicago they have too many guys out, and I don't know if when those guys will be back. Lonzo Caruso. Um, Miami is a good matchup, but I don't know if Miami can stop Giannis. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. I just I don't trust that Miami's firepower when it comes down yeah. to it. But, yeah, you know, they, I, I would, would I be surprised if they're there? I, I'd be I'd probably be a little surprised if they're if they come out the East, but I'll be surprised if they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. No, I think right. the Bulls and the Cavs. I think we talked about this before. They'd be happy to just win a playoff series. To be honest, for sure, for sure. And I think. That would be a good season for both of those clubs. Like, yeah, that, like that, that. That's an improvement for being ass for twenty some years. So, you know, minus the Derrick Rose years, but whatever. Um, let's move on to a a trade that shocked me. Gen, uh, genuinely shocked me. I was like, whoa, what what's happening? Uh, Dallas. They they traded Christos Porzingis. He's getting thrown around the league. Um, <laughs> to Washington for Spencer Dewoody and your boy Bertans. Uh, you were not happy about this. Talk to me. What's going on? Well, I mean, initially, I was like, like you, I was like, what the hell are, are the Mavs doing? Yeah. Because um, it's not like Berton does any good. He he doesn't even play for the, <laughs> didn't even play for the Wizards. And then what he, you know, he, he's, I think he just, uh, Justin coming off the ACL tear, mm-hmm. and he didn't quite fit with, uh, with, with, with Washington. So, um, so I guess at the end of the day, only way you could look at this is the Mavs just wanted to get off of Porzingis by any means possible. Yeah. His contract, and, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. His contract. I think. He still had another what like three years, hundred plus million left on it, and they just felt like you know maybe I mean because they're pretty much winning. 
over since they had Porzingis, they pretty much won at the same rate him off the court as he has been when he's playing. Yeah. Um, and he's always hurt, so it's just like you know, you know, maybe they felt like maybe they had a higher ceiling with Porzingis, but it's just all like, what is the chances of you ever seeing that? If he's mm-hmm. always hurt, he, he you just can't rely on the guy at all. So, in order to build a contender, a real contender around Luca, they felt like they had to clear, you know, get some flexibility and break this big thirty plus mil contract up to, into smaller contracts that maybe they could try to move around uh, this summer or going, you know, sometime next year or something. And as a as, as a long term strategy, I, I I get it, uh, but it's kind of like damn, like. I wonder, I, wonder, really I, wonder, I wonder how Luca really feels. Uh, maybe he don't give a damn. Maybe I mean, him and KP kind of sound like they didn't get along for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was like, yeah, get him, get him out of here. But I don't know. And then from the think, Wizards standpoint, oh, okay, go ahead. Do, do, do you think Luca has that kind of power already to go to management? Like, get this guy out of here. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just last year, there was some guy – uh, in the front office that he didn't get along with. They got him out of there. He didn't get along with Carlisle. Carlisle resigned because he was he knew he was going to get fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Luca. I mean, hell, yeah. these days, this this is what you, you tank for. This is what you want yep. is, is oh, yeah. a guy like this. So, yeah. I mean, Generational talent. Yeah. So they can't afford to piss him off already. Yeah. Just dropped a career high 51 the other night, too, by the way. Yeah, Luca's like, I don't need KP. I'm just gonna dark it out here, just one star, and give me some, <laughs> give me some guys, and yep, figure it out. How, no, how do you I, feel about that from from Dallas standpoint? I mean, yeah, did, did I, you do you agree with that standpoint, or was that just like, did they get fleeced? No, 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 no. I mean, first of all, Porzingis' contract was absolutely outrageous, but they they had to pay him. I mean, th- there was really no way around that. So I I agree in the standpoint that they made the move just to get that deal off the book so they can free up money to possibly go after a, a dame or a um. Uh, Beal or whomever in free agency, um, maybe even when well, no, Harden already opted in. But you know, I, I think the goal is to get Luca somebody now. Um, now, I would have loved to have seen Porzingis and Luca to their full potential, but it's like you said, man, the guy just can't stay on the court, and it, it's it's so sad because that first year they ran into the Clippers, it looked like they were like it looked like they were about to do it, like. Yeah, in the bubble, because uh, yeah. Porzingis was balling, too, before he got yeah, hurt. Yeah, like, Luka was dominating them, Kawhi and Paul George. And then Porzingis was like, okay, let's get it. And then he got hurt, and they lost the series. And then the second year, he was hurt, and he, he wasn't even in the series. And Luka still took him to a game seven. But I think I think that that is like a, it's just a combination of, of, like, the frustrations that Luka's been having. And I think I – I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Luka was like, look, let's – Let's do something. We we gotta do something. I need help. I need somebody that's gonna be here. I don't know why he wanted the guy right off of ACL tear, but um, I guess that's just the best that you know the Mavs could get. And you know, regardless, they were able to do what they really want to do was to get his contract off the books to free up space for this year and next year. So, um, but I do like Dinwiddie. I, I think that he can provide a really good uh, scoring punch for them, especially when Luca's getting triple teamed out there like he often does. So. I'm 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 here for it. Uh, I I thought that they were gonna try to get Miles Turner, um, which would have been really great for them, but that just didn't happen. So maybe in the off season we'll see. Um, yeah, but, I think that's somebody they're gonna look at in the off season as well. Yeah, for sure. What about for Washington, man? I mean, they they started off the year hot, but uh, they are returning to form as of late. They are number eleven, <laughs> yeah, thirty five, no, twenty five and twenty nine right now. 
Um, They've been terrible in the last couple months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what they're doing. Uh, they shut down Bill for the year uh, after he had what wrist surgery or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. They're probably going to just shut down Porzingis. I mean, I don't even know what his status is. I know he's he's been out for the Mavs. I don't know if he's got a major injury or what. He probably play a little bit. And it's like, he's right, he's just, been out with like knee soreness, quote unquote. But I think it's just because they were going to trade his ass. Okay, that's that's probably you're probably right. To be honest. Um, but you know, I guess it's just a flyer. It's just to see, you know, it's, yeah. it's an upside guy. They weren't going to do anything with cap space anyway. So, um, you know, just, just to see if he can come back to form and be, uh, the unicorn, be a guy that I guess they'll probably have to build around. Cause I don't, Bill has a uh, player option this summer. He's probably going to probably opt, gonna opt out. out. Yeah. Um, now I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll resign with the Wizards. I don't know why he's been there the last two, three years. So <laughs> maybe he, maybe he just, you know, he's got kids there and going to school there. He just loves it. I don't know. Oh, uh, could be bigger than basketball, but <laughs> can Dame but, Lillard ass nigga get out of there, bro. Get out of there. Sorry. Um. So I don't know. I I don't know what the Wizards are doing. Put it that way. Yeah, I agree. I um, don't really have much to say about the Wizards. I have no idea what they're doing, but, um, you know, Porzingis, Kuz, KCP, former Lakers, let's do it, bro. I'm they got a lot it. of veterans. I mean, there'll be a spot that I mean, they could probably just get a lot of picks from teams for, you know, in the, in the offseason. I mean, they've got some, like I said, you just listed off some guys. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every, every team with like a, a two-way wing like a Kuz or, or a two-way guard like a KCP, um, you know, so they got some guys. And they got some young guys. Some they don't have like top shelf talent, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're just one of those teams that just want to make the playoffs anyway. So <laughs> yeah, um, they they actually just lost Montrez Harrell too. They actually traded him to Charlotte for like Ish Smith and some other guys. I thought that was interesting. What's up with Trez? Just pissing every team off he's on. Like <laughs> he don't he don't get along with guys, and then he's always sounding suicidal on social media. I don't know, man. He's 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 a depressing mofo. I think ever since he lost his grandma, or was it, when he was with the Lakers, he's, he kind of hasn't been the same. Oh, and with the Clippers, actually, in the bubble. Yeah. Was it the Clippers? Okay, yeah. yeah. You're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. But shout out to Montrez, bro. I hope you're doing well and, you know, you play well in Charlotte. I, I, I just think I think it's a decent fit in Charlotte, you know, playing with Melo and uh, – um, I'm blanking on dude's name. Left hand. Uh, see, uh, Miles. Uh, Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. Thank you. Um, Gordon Hayward. I, I, I like Charlotte. I, I like their squad. I mean, it's I don't know what why. they needed too. Some yeah, like an athletic big, probably somebody a little taller. It could be defensive, but yeah. like a Miles Turner or something would have been perfect for them. But whatever. But yeah, they, they got a nice little team. Uh, I think that's kind of where he's from too. It's oh, for at least somewhere in the south. Yeah, good for him. And we kind of touched on this trade earlier, but Milwaukee Bucks, man, they got Sergi Baca. Talk about it. Do you, do you think that that helps Milwaukee at all? Um, we'll see. I mean, if, if Ibaka can get back to, you know, his, his three and D defending, you know, uh, defending the paint type form, um, you know, he's been hurt the last year and a half. Uh, he's been playing well the last week or so. So it might've mm-hmm. just been cause he wanted to get traded, but, um, <laughs> the Bucks did need a little help inside cause they don't know if a Brooke Lopez, Lopez will be back this year cause of, uh, back and neck issues. Right. So, you know, I think this, this at least helps fill a need for them. They just, you know, they don't need him to be. I don't know if he's going to be starting. Uh, I don't. I don't know if he's played yet or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, you know, just another piece, just somebody who could you know fill a role uh, yep. in case Bobby Porter's having a bad game or something. Yeah. No, I agree. I I, I like to move a lot from from Milwaukee. I think 
he's just one of those those guys that can help them feel that their Brook Lopez role, um, stretch the floor, shoot those corner threes, um, and, you know, occasionally defend. But yeah, we'll see. Um, let's see what other trades I want to talk about. I want to save the CJ trade. Oh yeah, the Cavs. They got Karis LeVert. <laughs> they cold hearted though. They traded Ricky Rubio after he balled out for them and you know tore his uh man, tore his they, Achilles or something. Uh, I think it was ACL. ACL. They had to man. They had to like for that yeah. that salary cap figure. I mean that's that's like a prime like that that fifteen to twenty mil range where you could get like a a decent player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where they were in the standings, they just had to make a move. So, yeah. and Lavert's already played a game for them. He fit right in. He's taking he's taking a lot of shots though. I'm, I'm a little concerned about you know taking touches <laughs> away from the rookie from uh, Mobley, but mm-hmm. they well, kind of they kind of did need a guy like him though on a, a go to perimeter score. They they got it locked down in the paint and they were depending on Garland to do a lot um, from the point guard perspective. But their wings and guards are kind of were kind of iffy. iffy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I I think uh, especially with Garland out, I think he's battling some type of knee injury at this point. Um, but he should be ready for the All-Star game. Shout out to Darius Garland anyway for making the All-Star game. We haven't really talked about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think this is a good move, man. The uh, the Pacers are kind of, you know, they're kind of doing whatever they want at this point. They also got rid of uh, Demontis Sabonis. They traded him to the Kings. For yeah, they got Halliburton, Buddy Hill, Buddy Hill, and Tristan Thompson. Yeah, they're, they're interesting. They're kind of like stealth tanking like rebuilding on the fly they've got a, like <laughs> some interesting players in their team and they're but at the same time they're they're kind of they're still kind of wanting to tank they want to keep their draft pick they're kind of looking like they're out of it were they like 12th place in the east or something like that yeah 13 uh, right now 13 so they're not you know they're not doing nothing there's no point in trying to make a run for the play-in so mm-hmm. just going to get that lottery pick and they'll probably be trying to compete again next year you know the yeah. pacers of their team they're not they're trying to just make the playoff <laughs> look <laughs> On one hand, there's nothing wrong with like incremental progress and trying to stay relevant because you could be like a team like, uh, you know, the Grizzlies or something, and just, you know, you you get that that draft pick and all of a sudden you pop, you get yep. get that get that guy. So, just uh, not what we're used to. <laughs> well, I would, I would rather be in their spot than the Lakers right now, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, I wouldn't. Um. Or they got I? their draft picks. They got a future. They got something. <laughs> That's hilarious. They got a future. You're funny, uh, but you're probably right, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, look, uh, I, I kind of feel bad for Sabonis and Buddy Hill, especially because they're two guys who I think have like a lot of talent in the league. I mean, Sabonis is obviously a former All Star. I think Buddy Hill, given a better opportunity, could be at that level. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, both of them just kind of flip flop situations. Like they both went from one terrible team to another. So. I mean, this was a surprising trade, but a lot of folks are really making it sound like the Kings got fleeced. I'm like, look, Sabonis is a good player, man. Like, um, I mean, Halliburton, he may end up being a star someday, mm-hmm. but they've already paid Darren Fox and they they drafted Davion Mitchell, so he's not going to be able to get a lot of value for Fox under his contract. So Halliburton was worth more value, so they felt like they had to, you know, to, to get something they had to give up something. So right, they got back some bonus, and he. You know, they don't play the game, but he looks like he fits in and what they're trying to do. He's a presence down there. He's a, you know, reliable scorer. And he's got, you know, a bit of leadership to him, too. He helps give them yeah. something that they just haven't had, like someone who's had some, some success in this league, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I could see the Kings making a little run at the play-in. Look, they haven't made the playoffs in, what, like 
almost 20 years. So they just, they just, <laughs> you know, make them play in. They might have a parade. <laughs> Shout out to the Kings fans out there. Um, I, I just want to touch on this briefly. The Hawks traded Cam Reddish. We, we haven't been able to talk about this. Um, as a diehard ATL Hawks fan, how do you feel about? No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's it's actually funny that like he went to New York with the promise of getting like a better position as far as playing time and you know getting touches. And Tom Thibodeau is just like, you're fucking 21, get to the bench. And I just, I I really, I I really can't stand Tom Thibodeau for that because it, it's it, it it's such like an old school way of thinking. Like you gotta take your lumps, kid. Yeah, like trying to humble. Like, yeah, like he can play, bro. He can play, and I, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Knicks fan by any stretch, but I want to see Cam Reddish do well. And it, it's just not fair that 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 he got promised this. And of course, I mean, but that, that's business, I guess. You you make all these promises and you just never you know abide by them. But I, I feel bad for Cam Reddish, man. What do you think? I mean, that was a wild trade because the the Hawks basically gave him up for like nothing, nothing. <laughs> like it was what like a second round pick or something like that. Like. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Kevin Knox, who I think they waived. Yeah. So that I mean, this is a guy. He was a part of the Luca trade. It was it was Luca for Trey Young. I mean Luca, yeah, for Trey Young and Cam Reddish. Yep. Basically. So that kind of sucks. Uh, they you know, but I guess at the end of the day, it's a sunk cost. Um, I guess nobody, no teams really value Cam Reddish like that. But um, it's interesting. And, and now you see it. I mean, the Knicks. He didn't. That's to me. That's wild that they traded for him and not even gonna play him at all. Like not even gonna see what's going on. Like they're yeah. barely above the Pacers, so they ain't doing shit. They might as well just play their young guys and see what see what they can do. Yeah, it's interesting how like both the Knicks and the Hawks are kind of in a similar position. Like we're they were so good last year, and now both teams are are like flailing. I mean, just like the Lakers are, but I don't know. It's very interesting to see. Well, the Hawks at least caught fire a little bit after they traded Reddish. It seemed like Reddish really was just like, I don't say a cancer because I don't know the guy like that. Um, it's not that many reports, but it sounded like he was really complaining about the situation. And it was just kind of mm-hmm. like a dark cloud over the team or something. So, Yeah. Hopefully, I thought the Hawks were going to make more moves after Thank actually you. in the deadline, but yeah, they didn't, they didn't really do nothing else after that. So They want to ride with their guys, man. I guess so. Yeah. Um, just a few more trades I want to get to. Utah, they got rid of Joe Ingles. Not my man Ingles, the Paul George stopper himself. For um, <laughs> who'd they get? Nikhil Alexander Walker from Portland. Um, and Portland, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, I never thought for some reason I always like they always thought that like Joe Ingles and the Jazz were linked, but apparently not. They had they got rid of him. I mean, the Jazz are, you know, they're 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 the same team that they always are. They're decent to good in the regular season. They're not gonna you know, flail in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. This this might be the last year, man. I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that beef between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert has definitely come back again. You think so? Yeah, actually. Uh, Gobert, he was talking about the the Suns a couple weeks ago, and he was just like, I really just love how they bought into the system. Devin Booker, I mean, he's just really bought into being a defensive player and doing everything for the team. Just kind of like taking – you know, subtweet pot shots at Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. and Donovan Mitchell. He was just like, Oh yeah. Okay. I guess this is how that's how Rudy likes to try to motivate, you know? So they just got, they have a little beef and then both of them have kind of been injured here and here and there out in and out the lineup. It just kind of feels like they're getting passed up a little bit. I mean, the, the Grizzlies passed them in the standings, the Mavericks are n- nipping at the heels. Kind of feels like they got to do something, man. I don't know. Yeah. So, 
But, but you know, as far as well, I guess this, this counts. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like this summer. You know, once they inevitably get ah. bounced in the first or second round. But as far as like Ingles, <laughs> he might end up coming back because you know he tore his ACL. He he probably he probably won't be back until like halfway through next year. He's a, he's a he's a he's a free agent this summer. So, um, mm. you know, whoever yeah, whoever he, whoever traded for him, they probably you know won't even resign him next year. So they'll probably be back. Because he's he's been with the Jazz his whole career, like you said, he's kind of like just a lifer. He'll probably end up being like a part of their TV crew after he retires and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, I like the Blazers but, just completely yeah. blowing it up. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Let's get to it. Yeah, the Blazers are like they just dropped a nuke on their team. Uh, Dame is like the only guy. Well, I guess in um, what's the big guy? Nurkic. Nurkic, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Blazers, they traded Norman Powell and Robert Covington. Boy, Robert Covington is getting passed around the league, too. Um, yes. To the Clippers for Winslow, Bledsoe, who's also getting passed around the league, and Filler. I forgot um, he was on the Clippers, actually. Me, Were too. Were even playing him? No. Um, <laughs> and the Blazers also traded C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance Jr. to the Pelicans. What do you think, man? What do you think the Pelic- I mean, the, uh, Blazers are doing? I think the Blazers are blowing it the F up and are trying to get that top five pick. <laughs> um, and, you know, at the same time, I guess they also are kind of reshuffling the team. I, I, I don't think this is going to work. I mean, I would be absolutely shocked if Dame this summer is like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with playing with Josh Hart and, uh, you know, <laughs> whoever they replace Nurkic with, and they're probably going to try to trade for like Jeremy Grant or something. Yeah, this is great. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're making a run here. Yeah, L- low to the grind. Like no man. Like <laughs> so. Here, here's here's my my hot take. My my long shot call. Maybe this is just wishful thinking. I I think he's gonna try to get traded to the Lakers for for Westbrook, and and like mm. whatever picks we could scrounge up. Twenty thirty two picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we tra- trade these second graders, baby. Like, <laughs> ain't got time for that. <laughs> That's hilarious, but Dave, please come save us, bro. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, it it, it, it kind of shocked me that they traded CJ McCollum. Though I'm not gonna lie, I mean, I figured. I mean, honestly, we've been talking about the Blazers need to do something. They need to blow it up for like six years. Um, but I, I just didn't. I don't know. It, it kind of shocked me when they actually did it. Like, oh snap! Like it's happening. I'm like witnessing the end of an era. Like, there's no more Damian CJ. Um, CJ McCollum wrote a beautiful letter in the Players Tribune. And uh, yeah, he, he played his first game for the Pelicans last night, I think. Um, yeah, it's Miami. Did didn't look great. Yeah, Miami. You know, maybe that's a bad bar- bar- barometer, but uh, yeah, didn't look great. Yeah. Kind of small okay. on the perimeter. But what about the potential? CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson. What do you think? Well, it has potential. I mean, to to make it, you know, do a little something, something, play in playoffs, slower in, you know, you know, potential wise. Uh, wait, Zion, who was that? <laughs> Number one pick, Zion Williamson, Summer League, you know, Zion. Ain't, ain't he in Portland, actually? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess next year when Zion comes uh, back. Don't say um, that. No way he's out of hold. Bro, year. like we haven't seen him or heard, or heard anything. I mean, he they were supposed to have an update like a month ago. Haven't heard nothing. So he's not coming <laughs> back, bro. It's, it is what it is. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, would have loved to have seen him in the play-in. Hopefully, you know, he just gets the time and, like I said, can be healthy next year and have a healthy career. You know, but the Jones fracture is bad, especially for someone with all that weight. So, yeah, 
But even if you just look at it with McCullum and Ingram, if you know if they can have the nice supporting pieces around that, it could have a little you know little spunky potential. Maybe get into the tenth <laughs> spot or something. I'm mean, actually they're in the tenth spot now, right? So yeah. They can maybe hold on to that, and I think that'd be all things considered a success. You know, especially if they're missing if Zion doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. So. David Griffin might have saved his job with this Hail Mary trade getting C.J. McCollum. Um, yep. So, I don't know. Um, I like it. Yeah, I guess, you know, for a small market team, it was, it was a nice little move. And it seems yeah. like C.J.'s happy happy being there. He's going to play hard for him. So, unfortunately, uh, Nats, I don't think he's going to be back this year. I think he's having surgery. So, yeah. that, that would have been a nice fill-in there, uh, for, you know, in their current roster, especially without Zion. But without, you know, but... All things considered, I think they, they did what they had to do. I agree, man. And I don't, I, I don't I, like them starting Devontae Graham and McCullum together, two small guards. The same thing we just saw in Portland. Stop. Don't mm-hmm. do that. So well, bring, bring Graham off the bench and start uh, – just have McCullum basically be a semi-point guard, him and Ingram. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that 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 could be, you know, what they're trying to do long term. Um, we shall see. Uh, but I'm literally not going to watch Pelicans until Zion's back. But shout out to Brandon Ingram, though. Shout out to Brandon Ingram. Uh, he's been hooping the past, well, according to the box score. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally not watching the fucking Pelicans until Zion's back. Um, all right. Okay. It's time. Let's talk. Let's talk. Me and you, brothers. I've known you all 28, almost 29 years of my life. Javar, the Lakers fans. Holy shit. The Lakers suck. Yeah, we suck, man. We suck. We 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 literally didn't do anything on the trade deadline. So we have our roster. Our roster is set. We have who we have. Obviously, we can get guys from the uh, buyout market, but that means we have to waive somebody. So what do you think, man? Um, how can we possibly make this situation work? Or is it too late? Are we doomed? Bro, I cannot believe we didn't do nothing at the deadline. Yeah. Like those this this week. It's been so rough. Um, I mean, the Westbrook situation, he got benched in, what, two straight games. Yep. And then basically told him to sit home, came up with this, this fake back thing for this for the last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron's basically coming out and waving the white flag, saying we suck, we ain't doing nothing, and <laughs> basically begging for a trade with AD sitting right next to him. Mm-hmm. Um uh, And then now, you know, today, you know, after, well, yesterday after the deadline passed, Palinka is out here saying, yeah, you know, the organization is lying. We talked to I talked to LeBron and AD and, you know, they're in agreement that this is the best move. And then like a couple hours later, David Miniman, ESPN Lakers reporters out there saying that's not true. I have uh, basically Rich Paul telling me LeBron and AD did not say that they wanted <laughs> a move to be made. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the whole Westbrook venture situation, he's basically just out here just clowning now. He's like, you know. What do you say? Um, you know, I'm not used to sitting for long stretches, so my yeah. back is hurting or something like that. Yeah. So it's just like, whew. this is <laughs> this is turned into a complete clown show. I mean, we are the joke of the league. Everybody's laughing at us, calling us the biggest losers and just clowning. It's bad, man. Um, and, you know, it's so bad that, like, I'm laughing with it. Like, I don't know, know what else to do but laugh and just be sad about it. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's over. I don't really see what else they can do. I mean, it sounds like they don't want to do it. So, I mean, if you're LeBron James, you know, 19 years in, 37 years old, 
he's basically already said it. He don't see them winning championships. So he's he's going to be like, what's the point? He might just play a little bit just to try to get the scoring title. But mm-hmm. I'll be surprised if he's sitting out the last, you know, 15, 20 games. Um, AD, I mean, this is kind of a hit on his legacy this year. And, I mean, his last couple of years, really, that he basically can't carry a team at all um, with these guys. Or he's, you know, just not reliable in, injury-wise, availability-wise. Um, unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm a huge AD fan, but you know, he can't go unscathed after this. He's got to take some blame. Um, <laughs> and then obviously Westbrook, I mean, this is a huge hit on this guy's legacy. I mean, what are we going to do with this nigga? Like, are we, he's got to, <laughs> like, are we going to end up sending him home? Like, is he just going to just get the John Wall treatment here soon or what? Like, that would be insane. Whew. Um, yeah, I- <laughs> Man, I don't know. Because look, man. it is clear that he's not going to come off the bench if we just try to say, okay, no. Westbrook, you know, we think you should just transition to this role. He's not going to do that. He's not. No. Not without kicking and screaming. Right. And we're, there's only so much longer we could bench him in the fourth quarter before he just completely make a you know fool of himself. So I don't know, man. What were you about to say? Sorry. No, I mean it's it's tough, man. Um, I was like I I've been saying like literally every NBA pod. I was on that train of thought that we were going to trade Russell Westbrook because it was not going to work. So since that didn't happen, um, I've completely given up on this Lakers team. Now, if we start to pull it together, of course I'm a watch. I'm a watch, but I have no faith in that happening. Um, we've got like 20 to 25 games left in a season. We're sitting at ninth, which is fucking pathetic. We're 26 and 30. We <laughs> we can't win three games in a row to save our life. <laughs> like, I mean, what what honestly would be like acceptable uh, results for the season at this point? Like, if they can just try to salvage the rest of the season, being realistic, what's the best case scenario that they we you know make the make seat. yeah make a little run, make it six seed or seven seed or something, and mm-hmm. you know. Survive to play in and you know, losing five or six in the first round, or or well, maybe maybe get a matchup with the Jazz or something. And I know we could beat the Jazz. I'm sorry, even how we playing right now. <laughs> and, I, and I mean that disrespectfully. I, nobody <laughs> trusts these things. I'm sorry. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, anybody else? I mean, I think the Grizzlies could probably even beat us. Um, oh God, John Morant. What? Yeah, we can't do nothing what? against Morant. No. So he's, he would average forty against against us. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, Definitely can't beat the Suns or the Warriors. Nope. So basically, the only team in that we could get matched up in the first round that I could see us beating is the Jazz. So if we somehow, and I think everybody sees that the Jazz are food. Everybody's gonna be trying to match up with them. <laughs> so yeah. Other other than that, I don't see how they get out the first round. Um, I mean, they, uh, I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. What if? Just hear me out. What if AD? You know. What if he's got into his 30 and 15 bag? Um, you know, all of a sudden his jumper started falling. And, you know, what if what if like bubble 80 comes out in these last 25 games and LeBron's playing like he is and Westbrook's playing like he is? What do you think? Uh, Westbrook playing like he is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the record scratcher. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm trying to make it work, man. But yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. And oh, you know oh, what? Look, okay. If you if you give me those conditions, and say somehow you know the ghost of Kendrick Nunn get, gets re- resurrected back to his body, and he's actually like a good player. <laughs> um, 
and you know and you know malik monk is hot for a series or something like okay maybe mm-hmm. i'll give you that maybe there's a chance but i don't see them winning a championship like this oh no 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 no. the championship is out the window no 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 i'm sorry <laughs> okay yeah this 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 is just for like a playoff series yeah no the, we're, there's no way we can win a championship with with russell westbrook um and you know what for for anybody that may be new to the pod or for anybody that just hasn't listened to us in a while, can you explain in your own words why you think Russell Westbrook is an issue uh, on this Lakers team? Uh, I mean, not just this Lakers team, but in general. I mean, the guy has <laughs> no – he probably has, like, the worst basketball IQ I've ever seen from a high, from like a quote-unquote high-level point guard. I mean, he, he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing out there, honestly. Um he can't shoot. I mean, at all. Like he shoots on the way down, bro. Like I don't. He he jumps so high and then shoots on the way down. Like it, it's almost like he and, and it's almost like he might need contacts or glasses out there. I mean, he's out there hitting the side of the backboard, uh, the top <laughs> of the backboard. He can't make layups no more. He's got like no touch. He's just a. It's honestly incredible that he was as successful in his career as he has because he's really got no basketball skills, bro. Like he's kind of just. <laughs> Just athletic and just, just run around out there. He, he just and I and I, I I really thought about this like a couple weeks ago. I was like this guy really doesn't have any skills. He can't shoot at all. He can't make free throws. He can't make layups. He was just relying on jumping over everybody and you know blowing past people. Just blowing past people. Yeah, like he he now that he's lost a step or two, he just can't do that no more. And it's just it's sad. Like the guy can't fall back on anything. So, like, in his state now, like, he he's not – I mean, is he a starter? Like, he, is, can any team use Come him on. to start? Like, he, no, I'm being serious, bro. Like, <laughs> like, is he a top 30 point guard? What? Right now? Um, yes, Give me all right, time now. Or right now. No, Come right on, now. Yeah. Right now. No. Yeah, uh, bro, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I would I would take just about any uh, point guard on a, that's starting over him. I mean, maybe – okay, top 25. Maybe some tanking teams, you know. I don't know what what the Magic or Rockets are running out there, but <laughs> Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> uh, I, I would honestly take Dennis Schroeder over what Russell Westbrook because at least Schroeder knows what he can do. He's not going to be out here <laughs> hitting the side of the goddamn backboard. Yeah, he, he could, he could, you know. So <sighs> let's be realistic, man. Like I'm not even being hyperbolic here. Like, is he a top twenty, top twenty five point guard right now? Right now. I think he's a top twenty point guard right now. No, um, bro, no way. No. But, <laughs> no. Like, okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I don't mean for this Lakers team. I'm talking about in pure, like in, in pure, like if we're playing pickup ball, you can't tell me that there's nineteen or twenty other guys that you want on your team aside from Russell Westbrook, point guard. Yes, bro. I can absolutely tell you. I'm not even joking with you. <laughs> he doesn't help wow. you win at all, bro. Unless he's, unless you like build your whole team around him and you got niggas like boxing out the paint to give him driving lanes and stuff. And like, you know, Shout just, out Steven Adam. yeah, like, like you got to really cater to him to make him good. And that's, that's not winning basketball. If you're trying to win, you can't, he's not a top 20 point guard. If you just want a guy p- putting on a show, maybe, but mm-hmm. he's not a winning player, bro. Like, okay. Hey, I agree with you. I love the Westbrook slander. Let's keep it up. But I just, I don't know. I mean, Maybe maybe if like the names were in front of me, I could be like yes, no, yes, no. But I can't really imagine twenty guys that are better, better. Um, but I mean, I, I, I 
there are probably 20 guys that would fit better on on this Lakers team. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about, like, talent. I'm talking about just pure, like, as a basketball player, like, you're trying to win a game. Like, Okay. I'm not talking about just, like, one-on-one. I'm talking about, like, okay. in an actual team setting, bro. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's not <laughs> – yeah, he's not in the top 20. Like, okay. I'm sorry. Like, so when I would even you, take dudes off the bench over him. Like, you, you wouldn't take Derrick Rose over Westbrook right now? Uh, yes, I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't take Patty Mills over Westbrook right now? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? <laughs> okay, that's what I'm talking about. Like, we're going down to Patty Mills, bro. Like, this dude is making a mid-level. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I like, I, I misconstrued what you were saying. But let's, if, be, if let's take saying, it a buck. Would you take Alex Caruso over Westbrook right now? Of course I would. But, All right, so, I mean... But like, but, no, 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 but no, no, is no, no. Westbrook hold, hold a better player than Alex Caruso one on one? That's, that's, one? that's what I'm saying. But okay, like, that's what I'm saying. Okay. If you're trying to yeah. win, like, no, you know, you don't want this dude. Okay, so in a in a NBA league setting, when there's teams available, you're saying you would rather have these guys because you think they're better suited for a team than Russell Westbrook. But Bro, you know, one on one, the point is to win the game. Like, like, no, I get to, it. Yeah, <laughs> like, so if you just want to make the playoffs, then yeah, a guy like that might. He has a, a low, like a high floor, but a low ceiling. Like he'll mm-hmm. drag your team to the playoffs and be entertaining for you, you know, in most of the games. Uh, the other games are a disaster, but <laughs> most of the games are, you know, a good number of the games to get you triple doubles, put up numbers. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to win, like he can't even, he can't help at all with the Lakers, like as a third option. <laughs> he can't, he can't do anything. This man can't set a screen. He can't cut. He can't play defense. He can't make open shots. He's just out there. What mm-hmm. kind of, how are you supposed to be an all-star top 75 player and you can't make any impact whatsoever on the floor if you yeah. don't have the ball? Like, let's, yeah. let's be real. Like, you know, I hate to have to dig into my, um, a Laker like this, my own, you know, my own players, but I was not. What, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say I was a hater for Westbrook. I was a realist. Like I've always been. Like I actually used to be a fan of his earlier in his Westbrook and his uh, Thunder career. I used to pick the Thunder. I used to run with Westbrook. I wouldn't even play with uh, Durant that much. I'd be just dunking on everybody with Westbrook. Two uh, oh, K. Yeah, two K. Yeah, yeah, that's sorry. Um, but you know now, I mean, if, it's just being realistic. Like if you're trying to win games, man, he just ain't the guy. So. Honestly, when he's talking about if the Lakers could make a somewhat run, even this season, if they could somewhat salvage this season, I think it might be dependent on them sending Westbrook home. Like, I just don't think it's going to wow. work for him at all. And mm-hmm. the, the vibes, the juju is just so bad. This this dude just he's complaining about everything, complaining about on the bench, um, complaining about being on the bench. Um, you can just tell, like, it's just bad vibes. So to get some of that awkward out the way and just – just have a reset. I just don't see how they can move forward. I mean, Vogel is under siege. Unless they fire Vogel, maybe that, you know, but what's that going to do? There's not any anybody out there who's going to come in with 25 games left and make a difference or even yeah. want to do this. Like, unless you're just doing it just to do it and have Fisdale just being a babysitter out there. So mm-hmm. it's so, bad, man. I don't see. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. For the people that say, you know, Westbrook is not the problem. Why do you think that they think that? Like, do you, do you think that they're the ones that are just not actually watching the game? Because, like, I see so many analysts saying, like, you can't blame Westbrook. Like, he's not the issue. Like, Charles Charles loves to say, you know, you got this old geezers or whatever. But, you know, why do, why do like, Lakers fans see it, but, you know, analysts don't? 
Well, one, I think Westbrook is seems to be, all, by all accounts, a great guy, you know, off the court. Um, everybody loves him, his family, his his wife. Uh, so I think people were just, you know, they don't really want to slam him like that, you know, on TV. But and also, you know, it's not his fault ultimately that he got traded to the Lakers, though he pushed for it, he wanted it, but you know, he didn't have the he didn't pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. So and he's not the one who filled out the roster around the Lakers. So, I mean, around uh, the big three. So that's kind of why people are saying it's bigger problems because they say outside of Westbrook, I mean, you didn't get anything from your mid-level guy. You let Alex Crusoe walk. Um, yep. You pay THT and, you know, he's your biggest contract outside of the big three and he's basically useless for you, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like every move that they did has backfired except for like Malik Monk and maybe arguably Melo. Mm-hmm. So that's why people say that. And I get, you know, that's a great point, too. It's not like though most of it comes down to the actual Westbrook move. You can't I don't necessarily blame Westbrook for (laughs) that that move, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like everyone knew that it wasn't going to work. So why would you blame him for it? Got it. That's kind of that's where that's my logic where I see where people say that. That's Mm -hmm. where I come to. But. Where where we are now, I mean, I don't know how you can't blame him for his part in where we are now. We should be better than this. Even yeah. if you say it's not, it wasn't going to work. Blah 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 blah. The guy hasn't put forth. I mean, he hasn't really tried to sacrifice. Like you said, he doesn't. You can't tell me you're going to sacrifice. You're going to do this. You're going to that. But then we show on the tape every time he's the one having defensive breakdowns. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't set screens. He doesn't move off the ball. So. How are you doing all the sacrifice for the team? That doesn't just mean you're taking less shots. That doesn't mean, okay, you're not getting triple doubles. That doesn't mean sacrifice. No, that means like on the floor, like doing the little things, like doing, like trying to help, you know, realizing that in order to win, you need to maximize the talents of your two best players. You mm-hmm. as the third best player, you might have like athletic gifts and, you know, experience or whatever, but be realistic about where you are, brother. You can't shoot and you're not, you know, especially as it is ha- this far into the season, like you would think he get a reality check and she'd be like, okay, I'm just going to at least be like a hustle man out here. Like, he's <laughs> not even doing that. So yeah. Yeah. That's where I, you can still blame him. This and, is and, and shooting two for 12 every other fucking night and, you know, <laughs> eight turnovers. Like, I don't know how you can't blame him for that. Like, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, this is, this is going to end pretty ugly, man. Um, unfortunately it's coming at the end of LeBron's career. Uh, you know, it's in the middle of AD's prime. It's just really bad timing for us. And like you said, we really have no future as far as draft picks go. So once, once Bronny gets in the league, LeBron's going to leave us anyway, unless he gets drafted by the Lakers. But well, look at, at the least the Westbrook deal, if he opts in next year, which maybe we're trying to make it just a pain in the ass and he just decides to opt out. Maybe that's our long-term plan here, um, which, you know, probably still not going to work. But if he opts in, that'll be like almost $50 million, I think like $47 million next year, mm-hmm. an expiring deal. Um, you know, if you're other teams, honestly, those that 2027, 2028 picks got to be looking pretty nice because the Lakers looking <laughs> like a, dump, a dumpster fire. Those, those picks might be pretty good. So I would be all on that if I was like – uh, you know, some kind of rebuilding team, uh, <clears throat> Portland, Portland. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, or Washington or somebody, you know, Brad Bill want to do a sign and trade. I, I would strongly consider that. I mean, hell, that might be the move. Brad Bill trade Westbrook as back to uh, back to Washington. Uh, 
So we'll see. That that's I'm yeah. holding out hope that this summer we could get rid of them and make a move. <laughs> One last thing before we get out of here, man. Um, there was a report from Chris Haynes that the Rockets offered John Wall for Russell Westbrook and a pick, and the Lakers said no. What's your thoughts on that? Well, it, it has to come back to that because it was it was that 2027 pick, right? Yeah. It had to come back to that. They must have just felt like, you know, we don't know if John Wall really got it like that. Basically what we've seen. This, I think that they would have tried to get Eric Gordon in that deal too. But so it would have kind of just been like, you know, probably could have helped this year, honestly. Yep. But how far would that have taken us? Would that have making us a championship team? Right. Probably not. But who knows? Maybe maybe, maybe so. Maybe. <laughs> honestly, I was, I was thinking maybe – that could be just enough help to give LeBron an AD and maybe they can make a run. Like 2020, you look at our team wasn't that great as far as like high end talent. We just, we just molded those guys to fit perfect roles. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could have done that, but it, it still would have just been a far shot. And they're yeah. thinking they had to be thinking this summer, they can just make a, a real hell married to get somebody like a bill or a little or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. I'm not going to lie. When I first saw it, I was like, I was kind of depressed. Like, holy shit. Like, wow. Like, that, that's, that, that's the best offer we got for this guy. But, um, you know, it is what Nobody it is. wants to help the Lakers, man. They, they want to see us just wallow in our pity and be a dumpster fire. They love it. Well, they, they're getting it. Because, ah! So. <laughs> it's, it's bad, man. I, is this, this got to be, I mean, only only competition is 2013 when Kobe tore Achilles and the the Nash and Dwight year, but this got to be like the biggest nightmare in Lakers history. That that Westbrook trade officially is the worst trade in Lakers history, right? There's no, I can't think of anything <laughs> close. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think we we got to get a little more time to see what right. really comes of it. But like I said, like it, it it's really at a horrible time. Like LeBron's 38 now, 80s, literally in his prime. So it, it just sucks that it had to happen right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 it sucks. It's awful. I mean, this, this is, this is definitely looking back. It's a horrible move, especially when we could have had what Buddy Hill and picks from Sacramento. So, uh, that doesn't excite me as much, but we could have had the Rosen. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. <sighs> 27 points a game to Rosen. That guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. man. So but, look, yeah. things move quickly in the league. Who knows what happened this summer? This yeah. year is pretty much over i mean i don't it'll, it'll be sad to see if we if we just completely <laughs> go up in flames and miss the play in and just complete go be a complete tire fire because we don't even have our pick this year i don't even know who had, i think either memphis i think if it's if it's outside the lottery it's memphis if it's top t- low, bottom 10 i think it goes in new Orleans, something like that either way ain't no point in tanking um but it's also i mean i can understand lebron says there's no point in playing hard just to get smacked in the first round and mm-hmm. he, he just they just pack it in. So this season could go either way. Um, you kind of just hope that it doesn't go completely bad and we just are just rotten to the core. But it, maybe that won't be so bad. We get a new GM, new coach and just completely clean house. But Blow it up. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 bad. It's bad, bad. It's crazy. Yeah. We just won the championship like 16, 18 months ago. Like what the <laughs> hell has happened? <laughs> yeah. Time, time, time. Man, uh, what a turn of events. Well, look, man, we had a great pot. Um, then we kind of ended it on a negative. Well, not really negative, but a uh, sour note, I should say. Uh, but things are going to get better. Next time we talk, the Lakers are going to be in the top five. And uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, how how well we're, we're playing. 
And uh, it's going to be a great, great talk, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, whatever. You're delusional, but <laughs> it has been a good talk. Um, yeah, hopefully the Lakers aren't, uh, hopefully they're just not, nobody's even talking about the Lakers anymore. Just let them just be, let's just do their thing, man. I'm tired of Lakers being so, such a, like everybody laughing at the Lakers. It's, it's rough. <laughs> I agree, man. Thanks. Later.